Blog Talk Radio.
Interruption going on in the background. I'm going to ask Apostle Elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser to mute you. I'm going to ask her right now so it won't be no secret. I'm asking that you be muted because, see, we've noticed a couple of times when the word is going forth, you know, the enemy gets busy and I always try to interrupt, interfere, and come uninvited. <laughs> so I'm giving forewarning. You will be muted, and the only one that's going to hear you is yourself. You know how they say, me, I, and myself, it's going to be you, you, and yourself. Uh-huh. That's going to hear you. Now, tonight I want to talk about um, needing CPR. And the reason I, I came up with needing CPR is because I was talking to God, mm-hmm. not I just thought it was a good subject. No, I was talking to God. I said, God, what's wrong with the people? You know, uh, why does it seem like everybody's in a hurry, everybody's in a rush, nobody want to work for nothing, everybody trying to take something from somebody, people are hurting, people are crying, people are just not in a form or in a place of love, compassion, and they're just, look like the, your word said the enemy is, is running back to and fro, seeming whom he may devour. God, what is going on? Plus, I'm at work, and I'm looking at all of the patients in the in the hospital, and, you know, and I'm listening to some of the things that the doctors are saying, and I'm listening to what's going on on the news. They're talking about, well, COVID is rising, but it's going to, and they contradicting themselves. Uh, they say COVID is rising. We may have to go back to the mask, wearing the mask. And they say, um, we don't, we're going to maybe put the mask down. And I'm like, mm, well, I won't keep my mask on. <laughs> if you don't know, I'm talking to my Lord Jesus, or Savior Jesus Christ, that's telling me it's okay to be careful. Mm. I hope you caught that. It's okay to be careful. So we are not ignorant of same devices. We are not ignorant of not being, not using common sense. Mm. I'm a, it's not, we're not ignorant, okay? So I was looking at some of the deeds and that the nurses was doing and some of the don'ts that the nurses was doing. Mm. I was looking at some of the deeds that the patients was doing and some of the deeds that the patients shouldn't be doing. I was looking at some of the deeds that my coworkers were doing and things that they shouldn't be doing. <coughs> Minister Margot said the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us. Yes, it will, Minister Margot. Thank you for that. I was looking at some of the things I... Um, was doing and some of the things I shouldn't be doing. I had to catch myself and say, uh-uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. God help me right there. Help me right there. See, we need to constantly be praying, CPR, constantly praying, receiving, constantly praying, receiving, constantly praising, really. We should be doing those things. We should be constantly praying, constantly praising, constantly preparing for reality. You know, we got to constantly be on the lookout for God. So I was talking with God on my while I was working. I was talking to God while I was on break. I was talking to God when I was on lunch. And I heard God say, the body of Christ needs CPR. And I said, whoa. I said, what you, what'd you say, Lord? 
He said, my people, my church, needs CPR. He said they need to rub this word together and hit it on their chest and say, clear, hit the chest, you know. Rub the word together, hit the chest, clear, and, and start repeating my word. You know, start saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Clear. Mm-hmm. The Lord is a strong tower. His name is a strong tower. The people will run to it and be saved. Clear, you know, it, it's some things we need to do in the body of Christ where we not we need to start applying the word to ourselves. We see what's going on in the news. We, we we see what's going on in our neighborhoods. We hear what's going on with the people that we work with, the people we be around, or the people we communicate with, or just people we're walking through the stores or, or down hallways or the businesses, whatever, we hear what people are saying. We we see the hurt of someone that they lost, someone because of a drive-by. You know, we, we, we look and see all these things, and we forget to say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the, is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We forget to call out those names. You know, uh, for people to say the Lord is the light in my salvation. That's what I mean by the name. The Lord is the light mm-hmm. of my salvation. Ah, when when I was sitting there and God was talking to me, and, and I take that as an honor that God talks with me. God gives me advice, and God gives me scriptures, and God gives me time. How many can say that God takes the time out to communicate with you because you're listening, because you're talking to him? Some people just say, I took the time out and I was talking to God, but they never say, I took time out and I waited to hear from God. When God began to talk to me and I listened, I was able to ask him, God, what do you mean by we need CPR? Some of us are close to death. Mm. Some of us have blood clots flowing through our spiritual bloodline. Uh Some of us are not in the place we think we're supposed to be because somebody didn't call my name. Mm. Some of us are in places in our spiritual life where we are about to, uh, how they say, have a, a stroke. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I called him to say to him that another friend was in the hospital. She had took, took a sick. And I said, let me call my friend, Pastor Tim, and let him know that our friend was in the hospital, and I wanted him to touch and agree with me to pray for her. And as we was talking, he said, Renee, see, that's what my family and my friends call me, Renee. Everybody don't call me Renee, you know. That that means we did some growing up together. He said, I'm in the hospital. And I said, you in the hospital? For what? He said, I had a stroke Sunday. Hmm. And the first thing I said, my God, I didn't go into, what happened? What was you at? Was you at church? I just went right into prayer. See, when you need CPR, you need to constantly be praying, really. When somebody tells you they're going through, when somebody tells you they're in need, don't just say, well, I'm going to pray about it. You know, I'm going to be praying for you. I go into prayer right then and there. You know, Apostle Black started us off at the beginning of this year with prayer. <coughs> Excuse me. That was six months ago. She said God told her to pray and tell everybody to pray for the whole month of January. Now, what I've got out of that is we should treat every month as January, or we should treat every day. As January, because I don't care how busy we get, we need to pray. 
we we got to understand that this world right now needs CPR. You could think of whatever you need CPR to stand for. You could think of however you need to apply CPR to your life. But I'm telling you, we need to get to the place where we hit our bodies with the word of God. Matthew 6 and 9, our Father, which are in heaven, hallowed should be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We need to go to some John three sixteen. Even the scriptures, you know, you know that you know uh, Jesus is God's only begotten Son. We we need to go, and we need to have a serious talk with the Lord. But after you talk, push your hold button. You know, like you you got on the phone, you you have a button that says hold. Push your hold button, or you push your mute. And you be quiet and listen for what God is going to say to you. Listen to what God is going to say to you. Listen to what God needs to say to you. Get yourself in a position and in a place. You stop worrying about your program. It is some things that we say and we never have proof that we really, really mean it. You know, we say... uh, Minister Margot say essential for our spiritual work. That's it. That's it. But we say things, and we never have proof that we really, really mean it. You know, I'm going to use something we do all the time. Oh, I trust God. Yeah. When's the last time you said that? Three minutes ago? Is that long? Oh, I trust God. I trust God. Do you really? trust God. I, I, I tell you, it's some things that's coming up. I'm going to use myself as an example. Some things that's coming up that people are telling me, oh, you should wait for this and you should wait for that. Don't make this move. Don't. I trust God. I cannot worry about something that's going to happen. I'm hoping soon. Because, see, one thing I know that God would do, he would show up immediately. And I also know that God will put something on hold because you may not be prepared for his immediate gift. You know, you you won't keep giving him the glory. You won't keep giving him the honor. You won't keep giving him the praise. You won't keep telling nobody and somebody and everybody that this is because of God. You'll then say, oh, girl, you sure is lucky. Yes, I am. I'm blessed. Should have said, baby, nobody but God. Thank God he used me. Nobody but God made this thing happen. Nobody but God made this thing possible. Nobody but God broke down that wall. Nobody but God opened up that door. Nobody but God made them say yes, and they kept trying to say no. Nobody but God. See, you got to know that what the enemy means for evil, God will use it for his good. When they, you know, it's a saying that said, when people show you who they are, believe them. That's just not in your home life. That's in your business life. Whether you're the boss or you're working for someone. When people show you who they are, that's it, there's nobody but God. Believe them. When people show you who they are and what they stand for, even your job, go to God and say, okay, God, I'm not understanding this. I want to make sure this ain't ain't me, you know. I want to make sure I'm not seeing something. But, God, if this is really this, God, make this so plain to me. The only way I don't see it is I close my eyes and act like I don't. God, make this thing so plain to me. That even a baby uh, say, uh-uh. If they don't know how to say nothing else, they'll say, no, God, make this plain. We need CPR. We got to consistently pray. For real. Mm-hmm. I put the F in there, but we got to consistently pray, really. 
That's all I got to say, really. Because, see, some of us say, oh, I'm praying for you. But they plan for you. And I don't mean playing no record. They plan a script in front of you. They're repeating something that sounds good and like they're really going to go to the throne. I was talking with Pastor Troy yesterday, and we was talking about when people say they're praying. Are they really going to the mercy seat? Are they really holding on the horn of the mercy seat praying for you, or are they just saying it? If I tell you I'm going to pray for you, whether it's in a text or whether we talk it on the phone, I'm, I'm going to start praying right then and there. Because one thing you're going to always be able to say, she, I know she prayed for me. I heard her pray for me. I, You know, I love to hear people say, I believe God and God showed up, God showed out. I was praying and God answered my prayers. See, one thing we have to understand and we have to come to the conclusion with is that it's okay to go to God and say, God, help me with my unbelief. God, I believe wholeheartedly when I pray for others, it's going to happen. But, God, somewhere down in here, I know you said you threw my sins in the sea of forgetfulness, but somewhere down in here, I, I keep thinking you remember something, you might not do it for me. God, help my unbelief. God, help me to understand that you will answer my prayers. Help me to understand and say, I could come to you and say, God, I don't really need that, but God, I want it. God, I need that. God, show up, show out, that everybody that knows me know that in the midnight hour, you turned it around. That in the midnight hour, you said one more again. <laughs> that in the midnight hour, you said, I'm going to do it for you again. I didn't say God said he's going to do it one more again for you. He said, I'm going to do it for you again. Now, a little while ago, I said, he say one more again. We say, God say one more again. God did it for me one more time. No. You know, maybe that's what you said. I don't get it. You, you'll get it if you really just think about it. Every time you go to God, he say he owns cattle on a thousand hills. If he owns cattle on a thousand hills, don't you know those cattle he owns on those hills are multiplying? Keep turning over and over and over. So that means for my blessings keep turning over and over and over. I thank God for everything. I'm not saying I was always happy at the end, but in the beginning and the going through. You know, let's be honest. We we just said some things like, God, I don't know why I'm going through this. Uh, see, we got to get from here to here. And see, we have to learn how to come up the way God is bringing us up. See, we just want to, we don't even want to go up the stairs. I'm, I'm going to be honest. If I had to choose to go up some stairs, I'd be like, what an escalator at? Or what an elevator? Can it, is it on the first floor? I, we don't want to. We don't want to have to exercise. We don't want to have to do no movement. We want stuff given to us. But a lot of times, we have to come to ourselves and say, "God, give me the strength. Give me the strength to go through this." Mm. See, we say we have the strength, but we don't until we get to that level where we know we can trust God with everything. We say we trust God, but do we really? We need to do some CPR on our spirit. We need to do some CPR on our heart. We need to do some CPR on our prayer life. We need to do some CPR in our conversation with God. Let's stop playing. You know, I remember growing up, my mom said, and I heard different men and women of God say, would you would the church stop playing? Mm. When the people in the church stop playing, P L A Y I N G. When we stop playing and start praying for real, 
we're going to see a change. Uh-huh. <coughs> Excuse me. I remember growing up, I heard my mom say, she was the first person I heard said, she said, Satan, I command you to stay your hand. I, I didn't understand what that meant. But when I saw the reaction behind what happened, I understood. The authority in her through Jesus Christ told the enemy, you will not. You know how the Monopoly game say you won't go past go and collect $200? Nobody but God. <laughs> Nobody but God. My Aunt Sweetie, that was my mom's youngest sister, um, was an awesome woman of God also. she I remember one of her daughters um, was dating this young man, and my auntie was upstairs in her house, and the daughter was coming down the street with the young man, and when she stepped on the porch, my auntie got up and walked to the door, and she looked at that young man, and that that's right, Pastor Thomas, your granny. She looked at that young man, and she began to just pray in tongues. Pastor Troy, you wanted to come on for a minute, so te- type in yes, I will bring you on if I can. When she began to uh, pray in tongues, and that young man looked, and he said, I can't come in here. You know, I'm like like the blood of the lamb was on the door, like with the uh, Israelite when they was leaving Egypt. Or uh, just different little movies they show you where they put the blood around the door frame and the uh, evil spirits know they can't come in. That young man looked up them stairs and he said, I can't come in. He said, I'll see you later. He never came back. But because of the authority, we lived in a house where we left our windows open, we left our doors open, um, and I'm talking about we was from the the hood of the hood hood. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I thank you. Thank you, God. Everybody called us the children of the church ladies. Okay, Pastor, the children of the church ladies. and But we was okay with that. You know, I gave testimonies of I had a friend that her mom was always in the tavern on the floor sleep, but she was always wanting to go send her mama, see her mama, and she <laughs> asked me to go with her, but the first time I saw her, I told you, ever say nothing about my mama no more. At least I knew I could find my mother. If she wasn't at home, she was at church. If she wasn't at church, she was at work. If she wasn't at work at home or church, she was with us. Oh, don't you ever talk about my mama. That's another that's another uh, CPR. We had parents that taught us how to pray. We had parents that said, in all things, acknowledge the Lord. Everything we do, they taught, taught us to pray. Pray going, pray while we was there, and pray on our way home. <coughs> we would walk a lot. We didn't have a lot of money growing up because, our parents made sure we had what we needed in the house. So we walked a lot of places we had to go. Now, that's what you call exercise back then. And when we got older and our parents trust us with their cars, we uh, was able to drive. But our parents took care of us. They looked out for us. They provided for us. They used CPR in the spirit. They were constantly praying, really. They prayed for their children. They prayed when we were sleeping. They prayed when we woke up. They prayed. They put oil in our shoes. They anointed our head. They put oil in our coats and in our gloves. You know, it's cold now like it was then, but it really may have been colder. But do you know we didn't get cold? We wore gym shoes in the wintertime. Our feet, we didn't get frostbite or none of that. We had parents that prayed protection over us. See, when we come to the conclusion and the understanding that we serve a God that says, I'll protect you, you're going in, I'll protect you coming out, I'll protect you and your children, children down to the hundred generation. 
We heard our parents pray that. I did, Minister Margot did, Servant Pastor Troy Thomas did. They taught us to pray that over our children and our nieces and nephews and cousins. When they, they taught us to teach others to pray that. You prayed to bless your children's children, and you blessed them down to the hundredth generation. When you pray that prayer, that means the bloodline blessing continues to flow. I don't want my sons or my nieces and nephews or goddaughters or anything I have or stepdaughters. I don't want any of them go without knowing the precious love of Jesus Christ. I don't want them going without knowing that you can pray your way out because you're teaching your children and you're teaching yourself how to pray your way in. When you get to the point that you can understand having CPR in the spirit, as Minister Margot said, we have a legacy of prayer. Yes, we do. If we don't know nothing else, we know prayer. When we was younger, we tried to get out the house before they called the prayer line, but I'm going to show you the power of God. He had already told them, uh, catch the little foxes. They trying to run. <laughs> they would throw, have a prayer line. And when they would lay hands on you, the power of God would just take over. I mean, take over, take over, take over. I, If I could only put my memories in a movie, y'all would come watch it. Y'all would. I get with my family and we write down a memory that we have. I tell you, it'll be a bestseller. We could just tell you. I, I remember growing up with having a family that used CPR in the spirit. They, we would have our family reunions, and my mother and uh, she had two twin sisters, Eula and Beulah. One stayed in uh, Cleveland, and <coughs> excuse me, one stayed in Mississippi. And uh, as a little girl, I remember them little women would have on them stiletto heels, and they would be shouting and praising God, but they never failed, never broke a heel, never complained. They feet hurt. They would just praise God for hours. I mean, we would just be praying and singing and singing. When we had family reunions, you would have thought it was a concert because people came to see what was going on in that church. See, a lot of people have bowling parties. Now, don't get me wrong now. I'm not putting you all down. I'm telling you about my legacy. We would have a picnic, a cookout as they call it, and then we would have church. And I tell you, we don't have a family reunion every other year, every five years. We have a family reunion every year. And I'm speaking on it now because, see, now I'm an elder. I'm talking about at first when I was a child, five, six years old and younger. Now I'm the, one of the elders. And the, the next generation is taking over. It's called now the cousins is running the family reunion, however they got that going. And they said they're going to have something for us because they're moving the family to the next generation. See, we, I said earlier, you – Use CPI in the spirit so that your children's children will be blessed down to the hundred generation because we already prayed down for our hundred generation, so we're taking it a little farther with the next generation. So, but it's continuing on in church. I'm hoping and praying that we could get back to that day. It's not what we competed. No, no, no. We didn't compete. What we did was we came into the body of Christ. And when we came into the body of Christ in the church, we complimented one another because, see, what we was doing in Chicago, what we was doing over there in Cleveland, what they was doing in Cleveland, they was doing over there in Detroit. What they was doing in Detroit, they was doing in Mississippi. What they was doing in Mississippi, they was doing in Mississippi. See, it just kept going and going. <coughs> Everybody was doing the same thing. They was praising God and living that lifestyle. You know, people talk about a lifestyle. Our lifestyle is prayer. Our lifestyle is being saved and sanctified and speaking in other tongues. Our lifestyle is trusting God with it all. Our lifestyle is believing God. I believe God that I remember Troy said his grandmother, my Aunt Sweetie, which is Pastor Troy's grandmother and Prophet Antoine's grandmother, she had a deuce. 225. Uh, one time, the car wouldn't start. Here's my right hand to God. The car wouldn't start. 
My sweetie went out there with some blessed oil. Don't tell me about the power of God. Now, you see these little things go around on TikTok and Facebook. Y'all don't believe her. But she put some blessed oil on that engine, prayed over it, and that car ran. Ah, I don't care how cold it got. That car ran. It never broke down on her again. She never had a flat on it. That car ran, that blue deuce with the white top, 225. Yes, it did. That too, that th- it ran. I remember my mother prayed over our car. It ran. See, when people try to tell you things that you don't believe it, that's how you are. But I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I saw. I'm telling you what I live to be a witness for because prayer works. CPR work. We got to get to the place where we got to call out on our doctor, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When we start coming to the conclusion and the understanding that I can't do nothing without him, I can't breathe without him, I can't see, even with these glasses, I can't see without him. I can't live without the power, the breath, and the anointing of God. If God said it, that's enough for me. If God is going to do it, that's definitely enough for me. If I can go to him on my knees, if I can go to him as I'm walking, as I'm working, as I'm talking to others, I know. I told a young lady one time, she was just talking. And as she was talking, I was just sitting there praying. And I said something to her. She kind of looked. And I said, even though you're talking about it, you're telling the wrong people your business. That that she was talking about should have been a conversation with her and the Lord. I can't do nothing but spread a word or tell somebody your business is for you or about you. I have no answers. I have no way out. I have no help. But if you really, really wanted it done, you really, really wanted to change, you would let God do it. You would have took it to him. Let him change it. Therefore, when it's changed, somebody don't know. Because a young man once told me something. Um, we ride, you know, everybody that know me know I ride motorcycles near my sister's. And, um, we was out riding, and somebody was saying, somehow, I wonder, uh, how they do they ride over the road? And, and before they could say anything, this young man began to tell them something. And I looked. He said, baby, you, y'all ain't got to tell y'all story. He said, other people tell it funny. He said, you all don't even know how many people know y'all from this bike world, how many people. Know. But they know that we're not troublemakers. All we wanted to do was ride our bikes. We rode from place to place, state to state. We done rode all over this America. We done rode. And people, we don't have to go around bragging. I don't have to have all these trophies around my house. You know, the younger generation, that's big for them. They do that because they call themselves ground pounding. But for my generation, I don't have to do that. People that know me know I ride. People that know me know the things I've done. People that know me know the accidents I've had. You fall on roller skates. You fall in the bathtub. You know, I'm not going to sit here and act like nothing ever happened. But you know what I did have that covered me? Prayer. Because my parents had CPR in the spirit. My aunties and uncles had CPR in the spirit. My cousins and uh, other family members had CPR in the spirit. We didn't just pray for one another. We believed the prayers that we prayed and that we pray to this day. We may not die every eye. We may not cross every T. We not, may not put the X in the right format. But the thing is, we do put prayer where it needs to be, on the line. If you didn't get nothing out of anything said tonight, I hope you got CPR. Constantly praising, constantly praying, and whatever you do it, know it needs to really be done. You got to keep God first. 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Our Father who art in heaven. Huh. Did you know what I'm saying? You, you got to know. You got to know. The Lord is my shepherd. You got to know that Jesus is the only true son in, of God. You got to know. You got to know that God is a high tower. You got to know he's a strong place. You got to know he's a redeemer. You got to know he's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Eliam. He's Jehovah Kadesh. He, God is God. I don't care how high you go up. I don't care how low you go down. You're going to call on the name of the Lord one way or the other. But whatever you do, I hope and pray you're calling on his name for him to save you. Calling on his name because you're repenting. Calling on his name because you're praising him. I hope, as Minister Margo said, you must know God for yourself. I hope you know that. Every man and woman on this earth has to have a personal relationship with God for themselves. You can get married and go to the altar and lead it with a husband or a wife, but you know what? You good, past okay, but you know what? You can't enter heaven for somebody else. <laughs> he said, I'm going to answer. Mm. You're going to answer. See, I know I done did some things in my life I got to answer for. I'm not going to go to God trying to take your stuff with me too. That's a too much. I'm like, on oh, the price is right. That's too much. I got to go to God for myself. And I thank God that he threw it in the field for forgetfulness, never to remember no more. I am ready to trust God with everything I don't have. Ah! I ain't going to just say with everything I have because I, I already gave that to God with everything I don't have. When I retire, guess what I don't have? That extra paycheck coming in the month. Mm-hmm. I trust God. When I retire, everything going to be on a limit. But I trust God. Who says he on a cattle on a thousand years? I've been taught all my life, putting God in a box. Stop limiting God. Stop tying his hands. I trust God. My question is, what about you? So I pray on the night that everybody heard a word on tonight that will bless them. I ask God to open your heart, your ears, and your spirit to receive what was prayed, what was talked, what was typed, everything that was put out here on tonight. Don't forget, you need CPR in the spirit. The lines on Blog Talk is open. If anyone have anything to say, please speak now. Facebook, you can type in. Yes, woman of God, am I allowed to speak? Yes. Okay, I really uh, just enjoyed the word on tonight about CPR. I mean, I'm telling you, that was beautifully put, the way the word was beautifully put. Uh, What God gave you to say to the people on tonight was beautiful. I can remember, and I can, it can kind of go along with your story about the car when it was prayed over. Yes. I remember, I remember a time when I was out of gas and I thought I had, I I ended up forgetting my wallet. And I said, oh my goodness, where is my wallet? It's not in my purse. Um, (laughs) And ended up forgetting it. I said, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? I said, Lord, I went to praying. Please cover me in this car. And from, I tell you, he gave me that extra push up the hill, and it was on empty. Mm. I mean, it went fast. And I tell you, he, he is 
He's in the blessing business. The Lord will do it. Yes, he, will he will work it out. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. I yeah. thank God for giving that strength to you, too, to push it up that hill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. That is awesome. I thank God for he blessing will. you with that. <laughs> So I appreciate you speaking on tonight and giving us the um, encouragement to let us know prayer does work. All you got to do is just ask, open your mouth and just ask God and see won't he do it. Our problem is we don't Mm. believe, we don't ask. We want God to just show up like a genie and say, here you go. You you got to ask. He know what you need. He just wants you to ask. So thank you so much. Is there anyone else that would like to speak at this time? Um, this is Cecilia. I just want to say we all know we just have to pray. That is one of those arsenals that God has given us, and it's so powerful when we know to pray and to pray God's word back to him. My God, we just have to pray. Amen. <laughs> It's just like saying, um, I need oxygen, but you keep going into rooms that have no oxygen. You need oxygen to live. You need prayer to live. Yes. That's all. Amen. Thank you, Apostle Elect. Is there anyone else who would like to say something at this time? Okay, we thank everyone for tuning in tonight. We thank everybody for uh, looking in on Facebook as well as those that um, was on Blog Talk. I just want you all to remember, as the Apostle said, that we have to pray. I want you all to remember that God has, the young lady said, God has always said that uh, if we bring out his word, she said she asked God to give her strength. So she trusted in what she knows, and he gave her strength to push that car up the hill. Y'all know some of us don't even want to push it down the street, around the block, or in a park place. But God said that if we take bring his word back to him boldly, you know, we've been taught that his word is going to perform which it was sent out to do. It won't come back void. But how many of us are walking in that belief that, God, I trust you. I want you all to know that the Lord is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he repent. God would do it. He'll do it. You just give him the opportunity to be God in your life. But at the same time, you take the opportunity to be his child, to listen to what he has to say. I'm not saying you're going to always agree. I'm not saying you're going to always want to, but as you know, the picture used to come on when I was a kid. It's called Father Knows Best. And God is our Father. And He knows best. <coughs> Excuse me. Y'all sorry. My sinuses are really running. It's draining. It's so awful. Um, I know you hear I stopped up by a sound. But God knows best. Thank you, Mr. Margaret, for the hearts and the love. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, it's a song, and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. When I think about what could have happened that could have took me out, I think about the things that did happen that kind of shook me up. Think about the mercy. When I think about the love, when I think about how God Mm. has helped me, when I think about those things, sometimes I just cry and just say about things happened years ago, and I just say, God, I thank you. Because I wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for you. God, I thank you because you gave me parents and and family members that wasn't ashamed to pray. 
that knew the power mm. of prayer, didn't care who saw them or heard them, but just prayed and prayed out loud, prayed on purpose. God, I thank you for a mother that says, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't care if you did just come in from hanging out all night. You finna get up and go hang with the Lord. Get up, get dressed, go to church. Now, I want y'all to know, me and my sister was grown. Me and Cecilia, my running buddy, we were grown. But in my mama's house, you get to get up and go to church. And you better not let her catch you sleeping. Uh, nah, nah. She made us go to church. I'm, I thank God because when I look back over my life and I think things over, ooh, God has been good to me. You know, my sister, she talks about all the time how God has been good to her. But God has been good to our family. We thank God. You know, we ain't no different from any other family. We have ups and downs, ins and outs. But we thank God for what he has done. We thank God for how he has kept us, made us, molded us. We thank God. And you know what? I said earlier, we're the elders now. So we're carrying on the legacy, as Minister Margot said. We're carrying on the legacy that was passed down to our parents, whose parents, whose parents passed it down to them. We're taking it on. We're passing it down. So thank you all again for joining in. Please come in on the service on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our very own apostle elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, along with Minister Sheila Kaiser and Minister Brandon Kaiser and Minister Margot McCord. They will be here on the air on Blog Talk. Come back next Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with our very own Pastor Servant Troy Thomas. He will be our guest speaker for the second Monday of the month. And then you come back next Friday, I'm going to be your host, not unless Pastor Antoine says he wants to come in, but if not, I'll be your host next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We thank you, and we thank you for uh, hearing the word tonight and communicating with us. We love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 to 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So with that being said, I want to say to you all, good night and be blessed.